back to another episode of the Photographer Mindset Podcast. I'm your host, Seth Edward Pajola Macy. It's a special day. I'm letting you guys in on my full name. Um, today, I'm joined by Ethan Abbott, a photographer from New England who has found a niche in the Instagram photography community. He photographs tiny homes, cabins, eco-friendly and sustainable living arrangements in the woods. Uh, really amazing stuff. Very niche. You should go check out his work if you haven't already. Really excited for you guys to hear this interview and let's get into it. How did you get into doing what you're doing now? So it's, it's, it's funny. I originally, when I was still in college, which I was going for business, if you like look far enough back on my Instagram, you can see I was like a very <laughs> preppy pastel color wearing um, kid. And so I thought so I was gonna not be, what you are now. You're complete. Like if you, if I'm on one side of the spectrum, you would have to go all the way to the other side to really. Yeah. Oh, it's crazy. It's crazy looking back on it because realistically, <laughs> three, four years wasn't that long. But, um, but anyway, so I was going for business, but I knew that the business just wasn't really doing it for me. Um, had a bank internship, didn't didn't really vibe with it at all, and and then I was picking up. You know, I was messing with my camera more, going out and shooting in Boston with some buddies all the time, and I got a job as a real estate photographer. Okay. Uh, with like no experience whatsoever. And my boss was super awesome. Like pretty much took me under her wing, showed me the, showed, showed me the ropes and you know, it was just real estate for a while. Like just normal houses. Wasn't anything like, had you know nothing about photography at this point? I knew, I knew basic editing techniques and like I was starting to develop a little bit of a photographer's eye, but when it came to real estate, I knew nothing like angle, <laughs> nothing. Um, didn't even have like a wide angle. I just had like a typical like camera kit lens. Um, so right. did a bunch of like upgrading with that. And yeah, that summer it wasn't anything special. It was just houses and I was adventuring more and kind of you know, taking videos and pictures of my adventures, but nothing too crazy. But then just the classic Instagram, right? Just sharing your life. Right. Exactly. Yeah. For a while. But like, you know, with like a little bit of an artistic twirl to it yeah for sure i'm vibing what you're saying because this is me like went to school for marketing yeah, yeah wasn't yeah. really doing it didn't picture myself at a desk was kind of sharing photos of my life but then like there was a bit of an artistic side to them at that time they probably weren't that good in this right. but th- it was there you know so it, it's like that's that's like the spark you know like that's like the start of it and then you just kind of keep following that and following where it takes you and then that fall um I rented a cabin for the first time for my 20th birthday, I think, up in Maine, actually, and went by myself solo and had a blast. And then realized, really, yeah, had that's a, cool, man. Had a blast. Like, obviously, you know, being a 20 year old kid that had never really done anything like that, being solo in a cabin in the middle of the woods, yeah. a little terrifying. Um, <laughs> <laughs> a lot terrifying. But no, it was great. And then, yeah, then I like, saw this tree house on Airbnb one day just looking and it was like this like birdhouse looking type tree house mm-hmm. um and you know looked at it it was like 85 bucks a night so I was like sure why not um right booked it like that's the thing with me is like I started out by booking like four or five places like just out of my own pocket just pretty much treated myself to a getaway like that took some right. took some pictures of them fell in love with like the whole concept of an actual treehouse, especially yeah. going to it as a you know borderline adult, it was just like just brought back this like nostalgic feeling of building forts and you know just 
that that kid feeling bring out the kid in you in right. a sense even though i still was only 20 but it was just like it, it's right. inside of me that i hadn't really felt before and obviously at that time i was doing real estate so i kind of had the the fundamentals of how to capture like a good interior shot um right and so i actually posted a couple pictures and this is now like late fall early winter and mind you i had like what three thousand followers at the time like just most most okay friends um because i was still yeah, yeah. not really taking photography that serious aside from you know real estate photography which was just making some money and kind of my first job making money with photography but um those pictures blew up like seventeen thousand likes on one picture like seven thousand on right. which is, was just like double and quadruple the amount of followers that i had and that was like right back when you know the algorithm wasn't necessarily so <laughs> finicky and so throttled huh? yeah because right, yeah. i'm pretty sure it'd be pretty um i think you'd be pretty hard pressed to find like a seventeen thousand likes on a uh, on an account with like less than 5,000 followers. I mean, oh yeah. Even on an account with like 28,000 followers. Like I have never gotten 17,000. Like, so oh yeah. We're aiming for 10%. Yeah. Right. <laughs> we're benchmarking for 10%. I'm, I'm beyond stoked if I get 10% on a picture at this point. Right. Right. So now you're, you're, you've gone from, I guess your first phot- job earning money with photography was doing real estate, which gave you the fundamentals to start, doing what you're doing now, which is you shoot these things, these tree houses, tree houses and tiny homes and cabins in the woods as your source of income, which is to me, maybe not to you, but to me and people listening will be so niche. That's so cool. Everyone thinks that in photography, you got to make money doing brand work and you got to make money, um, you know, going on assignment to Africa, um, selling presets, selling prints. But I mean, it's so cool that you, are doing something so untraditional, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of interested on your opinion. If you think finding things or you finding something like this is accidental or on like or on purpose, intentional. Um, and how do you how do you kind of how did you get to that point where you're at now? I'm sure there's still tons to go right. and tons of goals you still have to go. But I guess I'm just curious to see if this revenue stream for you was intentional or accidental mm-hmm. um i mean i guess i mean i don't want to say a little bit of both but it definitely feels like that i mean even like when i was just transitioning so after that second year of college um after i got that real estate photography job i took a trip out to banff um in montana nice. yeah and that was like my first time kind of road tripping and seeing something outside of new england um and i realized that there was just like a lot more to life than business school um right so i started getting my man dude yeah interview right. over yeah right and we're right there like that <laughs> you just take one thing away from that that's it business school don't don't fall into it um <laughs> but um yeah and then i just yeah so i came back from that um decided that i was going to pursue my degree online because i wanted the freedom to kind of go yeah and um I actually started getting my degree in digital photography, which I graduated with last year. Nice. Congrats. Yeah. Thank you. Um, but, um, yeah. And so right before I was doing the tiny houses, I'm sure you've heard of Kyle Finn Dempsey, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that guy who I've met Kyle multiple times now and we're friends and he's such a great guy. 
um, he was my biggest inspiration for just the longest time. Like his pictures just sparked like that wanderlust feeling that I'm sure is what he strives for. Um, right. And you know, in the back of my head at one point I was like, man, that'd be so cool to just go around and take pictures of tree houses and cabins and stuff. Um, yeah. So Dude, I have this, I have started to interrupt you, but I have this thing now that I'm starting to cue in on more and kind of mention more on this show is that if you are ever in a, in a moment in time where you say to yourself either out loud or in your head, wouldn't it be cool if you're onto something like right. you got to figure out a way to pursue that? Cause that's, what's making you tick. So like that is the key word. Wouldn't it be cool if, because that in a sense is just you figuring out or starting the process of figuring out of how you can make a dream lifestyle reality. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? No, totally. It's like, once you start having those thoughts, it's like almost just like a snowball effect after that. Like it starts yeah. to consume you, especially like, you know, you're passionate about it. And it just, you can't even like help it if you wanted to, it just kind of keeps going. And, but here's the interesting thing is that, so like there's two different kinds of people, right? And I'm not saying that it's 50, 50 split on, on the amount of people that there are, but there's two different kinds. I think there's one that says, wouldn't it be cool if, right. Mm-hmm. And then they go and they figure out how to do that. Like they figure out the steps they need to do and they, they, you know, that snowball happens down the hill. And then there's other people who have that instantaneous thought of, yeah, it would be cool, but it's not realistic. Right. Mm. Right. And that's such a shame. It's such a shame. And like, you know, sometimes, and like I get messages like that too in Instagram and where people are just like, like, man, I'd love to do something like you do. Like it just seems like such a dream. And, you know, it's, it's hard for me because like, yeah, it, it does feel like a dream. And obviously I don't have it made yet. Like when I'm not traveling, of I'm course. crashing at a parent's house or a relative or something of the sort. Um, but it's just like, I'm still taking the steps and like doing the work that it takes, even if it's super untraditional, which it pretty much is like, I'm planning to live it out of my car for at least half of this year. Um, Love that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'll, I'm sure it'll come back into um, this conversation at some point as to why yeah, but, yeah, for sure. um but yeah like i mean i started like i said i started by paying to rent these kind of cabins and tree houses for a couple months and you know building up my portfolio which i guess you could look at it as like an investment like investing into oh for sure it's an investment in yourself right the potential and fun investment i mean like i'm treating myself yeah. night or two well, like what's your downside you have fun in a tree house and a <laughs> tiny home and a cabin right <laughs> right um, and like eventually that step led to, okay, now I'm able to reach out to cabins and kind of pitch an exchange, which, um, uh, have you seen the black A-frame in New York and the Catskills? Um, I'm sure I have, but have. it's like, it's an Instagram. I, okay. I would search it right now, but I'm Instagramless. Right. So. Right. Hey, Howard, <laughs> I told myself in December I was going to take a break and then, I ended up doing a campaign with Airbnb and just wasn't nice. able to happen, which yeah, I'm okay with. Um, but yeah, so then I was able to start building my portfolio that way, doing some exchanges and staying in some pretty sweet spots. And then um, I actually reached out and this is another lesson too that I think is pretty important is you will never know what the outcome of, of a situation will be until you just try. Like I reached until out. You to- ask, right? Yeah. Until you try, yeah. yeah, like I reached out to this company, Glamping Hub, um, which is like Airbnb, but a little bit smaller. Um, mm. And again, this is back when I had four, five thousand followers, maybe. So super, right. super small. 
Um, How big were they in relation to you before you continue? Because I find that ratio interesting. Right. They were probably at that time, hmm, 50, 75,000. Wow. So So you're a fraction at that point. I'm small. Like, I don't know. Like, again, I think this is almost just like an accidental thing. Like how they saw my email. Cause I literally reached out to them on the contact form on the website, like their contact us page. Right. I reached out, filled out the little form saying, Hey guys, I want to take a road trip. Um, maybe stay in a couple of your cabins and create some content out West. And this, and this one lady, Amy, who doesn't work there anymore, but she and I have, um, stayed in contact for like two years now and we're good friends. She responded back and loved the idea talked to her supervisors and they all loved the idea and we just kind of created this this um like three month road trip where i was staying in a couple of their places and creating a lot of content right. for them and not making any money but like that was that's a good start it was like the best start that i could have hoped for um so what is your what did your pitch don't give away the secrets don't give away the store but what did your pitch entail and have you changed that over time? Right. Um, Cause you said it was exchange, right? So straight up here's shots for, um, for a stay. Right. It was Has that lot- change or is it sort of more of the same? Oh, um, I mean, it's completely changed from them from, from that point. It was literally like a maybe five sentence thing where I'm like, Hey, here's my Instagram. Like I have a pretty solid portfolio. It's kind of speaks for itself. Um, here right. is what I'm like looking to do. Like I would love to go out West. I've never been, I've looked on your guys' website. You guys have some really impressive spots. I would love to do some sort of collaboration. That was right. it. That one was very simple. Um, whereas so no that, specifics at the time off the initial? Off that one, no. Like That one was kind of just like closing my eyes and you know just praying, right. hoping that it got to the right person, and it somehow right. did, and which is crazy. I, I think back on that and how much that trip changed my life, and it's wild. Um, but now, now I definitely am much more specific in my pitching and, um, but even like not that spe- like not as specific as I think you would think my pitches are very, very simple, very concise and kind of to the point, um, to the point I was going to say, check out my work. Is this something you want to be a part of? If not, you move on. Exactly. And, um, I'm actually working. So back to that, um, living in my car thing, I mm, let's see about that. Yeah, um, I'm actually really excited about this. More excited than I've been. Probably <laughs> Most I've people would not be excited about this, <laughs> which already shows your mindset and your attitude, which is right. great. It fits in perfectly with this show. So enlighten us. So um, I'm sure you're familiar with the, either the Instagram page or the book Cabin Porn. Um, yes. And there's like there's a decent amount of similar type books out there. Um, and so one of my goals which i think is completely doable i've stayed in over at this point i've stayed at over 75 different accommodations not all of them being you know super unique but it's it's quite a bit um so what i'm hoping to do is kind of create my own little coffee table type book about different eco-friendly airbnbs or rentals and sustainable building practices um right that's a whole other thing Right. Like I could, we'll get into that. I made a note of that eco friendly buildings. Right. Yeah. Um, so that along with like a film series to go along with that, like I told you, I was That's cool. trying to get more into video and I think it's cool to have, you know, different 
versions of it. Like I'll have like a hard, like a physical hard copy of it, but I'll also have a digital, you know, kind of more in depth with the videos about certain certain places. So that's really cool, man. Um, yeah. So how does that how does that relate to living in your car specifically? Right, right. I guess I didn't really touch on that. Um, well, I interrupted <laughs> you. I was rude, which is totally against being Canadian, but. <laughs> you guys are super polite um you really are oh yeah um don't it's it's all a lie there's <laughs> yeah, there's, there's reveal everywhere um <laughs> um so i'm actually planning to just travel around and like do it kind of in like one big um trip pretty much like in march i'm planning on heading down to the southeast united states hitting like florida the carolinas tennessee and then actually coming back up to New England to do some spring shoots for some cabins. And then from there, heading out west. And, you know, most of the places I'll stay in, I'll be, you know, or I'm shooting, I'll stay in for at least a night or two. But I'm not looking to shoot a million different places. I'm looking for right. some, like, real quality, special places. Quality or quantity. Yeah. Def- definitely. Um, and so, like, the in-between times, you know, I am so looking forward to camping on BLM land and just living that road life. Like um, I did it in 2019 with that road trip with Glamping Hub. And there's just like a freedom that you find when your home is literally in a four door car. And it's definitely ultimate tiny living. Yeah. It's definitely not for everyone. It gets, uh, it gets tough. There was, there was a lot of, uh, a lot of days where no showers were had. I won't, dive into that but and yeah don't give us the exact number yeah. no no you um, don't have the exact number <laughs> <laughs> so now you're you know you've built this portfolio for yourself you've you know done work with all these boutique cabins um airbnb at what point and I'm, I'm sure this you know and this is an ongoing journey for every guest we have on who's having having success and we're always about you know upping the ante and what's the next level and what's the next you know barrier to smash through but at what point does actively searching for clients kind of pass over that hump where you know people start knocking on your door? Mm-hmm. Um, does it ever get to a point where you can kind of just lean back in your chair and be confident knowing that clients are coming your way? Or are you always actively searching? And what does it take to get over that hump? So that's a good question. Um, because you know, for the longest time, it is just me reaching out and reaching out to a multitude of people and hearing back from like a select few. Um, and obviously right. like the longer you're in that sort of field and the longer you're doing the same kind of work, obviously the, uh, the ratio, uh, switches a little bit. Um, and whereas like right now, um, I would say for pure, you know, monetary, um, work, I'd say it's about 50, 50. Um, and I think, right. And I think a key part of that was, for me, um, I I treat every like place that I shoot as its own special spot, and because I know that it's like it's these people' homes. It's they've invested their time and their blood, sweat, and tears into these places. And you know, when when it's possible, I love getting to meet the host. Like I think that that's mm-hmm. the coolest part about it. And I've made some seriously awesome friends through it. Um, and so I think a big part of getting other clients is actually word of mouth. And I'm starting to realize that more, oh, yeah. more is that I've gotten quite a few clients that have been like referrals almost. Mm. Um, and like, obviously Instagram plays 
a massive part into it because, you know, between my own Instagram, which like my work speaks for itself on my page, but also all of the cabin accounts like that are out there, like the cabin chronicles, cabin land, you know, diaries and yeah, it's just goes right. on and on. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, and there's tons of them and the support in the cabin niche is and like the sense of community is really strong. And like every day, every other day, every couple of days I'll have like a, one of them will like post one of my, pic- one of my pictures and you know, they right. all have hundreds of thousands of followers. So I'm, I've gotten a few um, jobs through that as well, which is really cool. Um, yeah. But like in terms of that, um, that coffee table book, that, that is almost more, well, it's not almost, that is more of like a passion project for me right now. Like that's something right. that, you know, with all these cabins and shooting them, you know, it's amazing and I love it, but it almost felt like I was lacking a sense of purpose for a while. Mm, um, I'm sure a lot of people can relate with that. Right, right. Even if you're having massive success at doing something, there can still be that void. Right. Like, like I'm taking pretty pictures of cabins. Like it's awesome, but like, where's the almost purpose to it? And, and it's not yeah. like downplay, like what I do, like I've had, you know, like the, 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 the support that I get on Instagram sometimes is really like truly amazing. Like it kind of keeps me going. Cause I'll have like people reach out and they'll be like, your page just brings these like sense of peace. And especially like during last year with everything that happened, they're like, oh, God. your page just is such a light in this dark world. Sometimes and it's like stuff like that. It's like, all right, maybe it makes you want to keep going. Right. right? Like maybe this, maybe there is yeah. some purpose to even just taking pictures of cabins for sure. Um, so it's, it's, it's special when something like that happens. Yeah. And I mean, just to speak as well to, to what you were talking about and you love meeting the hosts right? and connecting that to how referrals are and word of mouth. Like, I don't care what any marketer says, word of mouth is the best hands down tool for business because somebody that someone else trusts is entirely validating and putting their reputation on the line on behalf of your work. Like what better what better tool is there? And then if they so if they feel so inclined, they just go to your portfolio, your Instagram, your website, mm-hmm. whatever. Doesn't really matter. Just to verify that that is true, mm-hmm. regardless of how many followers you have. At that point, it's entirely subjective, mm-hmm. which I think is awesome. Um, so visiting all these uh, eco friendly cabins and and things like that and tiny homes, I want to know. Let's get a little bit into not too far into because it's an entirely different episode, but minimalism. Mm-hmm. Um, I assume that. You know, before we started recording, you were telling me you you stayed in a tiny home that was 108 square feet, and I'm actually recording right now from a tiny home which is 300 square feet exactly. So, I can tell you from experience, everything you need fits in under a certain amount of square footage. Right. Um, and you really start to pinpoint what you need in that space, what's really important, mm-hmm. um, and if anything, it gives you this new sense of clarity. Like I haven't been in this that long, but it gives you this new sense of clarity and freedom from the massiveness and the, you know, just this such the, there's such chaos in having so much. Right. So I'm curious as to how experiencing these tiny homes has shaped you as a person and how like simplifying your life, if you would agree that adds to your overall happiness. Definitely. I mean, I think first of all, like the material aspect of our society is definitely it just it's a depressant and it definitely plays a part in a lot of the problems that we see in in our society and and you know with like the bigger houses you know mansions more cars right. or more everything um but it's just like almost like a 
it's like a distraction. It's like people kind they try and like grab onto something that they think will bring them happiness. But right. Then like what are you running from? You know, like what are you hiding from? Whereas like if you're in a tiny home and you literally only have space for four plates for you, your mm-hmm. partner, whatever, or like four cups, it's like, why do you need so much, so many different plates and bowls and stuff like that? And like that, obviously like, that's just one situation, but um, like close to, I mean, now when I travel, like if I'm only going for two nights, I can literally bring like one backpack, which is, yeah. it just, it's, it makes it so much easier. Um, and like, even like when I go on, like living out my car, like I'll have my backpack for my camera gear and like a small little duffel bag. Like that's all, you, right. that's all I really need. And like, obviously I'm not the most stylish pastel colored wearing guy anymore, but like <laughs> I can still put together some outfits and it's just like, I wear like the same kind of pants sweatshirt and flan and a couple different flannels. And to me, that's, that's all I really need. And I know there's some creature comforts that people just can't seem to get up. Like you wouldn't believe how many people <laughs> I posted a TikTok of this, um, super off the grid cabin out in New Hampshire. And it, it did well on TikTok because TikTok's algorithm is much friendlier than Instagram's. Um, um, and you know, a lot of the comments were like, is there a bathroom? Um, if there's a composting toilet, like I can't do it. And it's like, I think people are scared of like what they don't know. Like, cause first of all, there's so many different kinds of composting toilets. Um, right. And like, they don't really smell like, unless you go to like, I have one right beside me guys listening. It's right over there. It doesn't smell. It's like so friendly. We're not flushing a gallon of clean water down the toilet. Right. Like, (laughs) and it's like, you know what? I think people are really scared of finding out what they don't need. I think that's terrifying to a lot of people because to speak to materialism, people attach their ego and their self to objects like the new Ferrari. Like they think that's them. And in in real reality, no one cares. No one cares what kind of car you're driving. Nobody cares how expensive your shoes are. Like Mm. when you drive past, let's let's, when you drive past a really nice car, it might turn your head, but like you don't know who's driving it. Yeah. Like you don't, who it's like a passing thought. Yeah. I think people are just really scared of, of coming to the realization like, holy shit, my life's a sham. I don't need all this. Yeah. Yeah. People like, and I think that that was a big thing that kind of, that COVID actually caused was a lot of people were oh, yeah. forced to stay inside. They weren't, there was no sports. There was no, music there was no like distractions from the thought mm. that were inside their head and i think a lot of people and i think you know that's a good takeaway from it is that a lot of people actually started you know having different thoughts about like like what is this all about like oh i know i did oh my god i started this podcast during covid because i was just kind of you know, like, what is this all for? Let's add some value to people's lives. And, 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 you know, I would, I found myself in my house too, just like, there's so much space <laughs> and just like so much <laughs> of myself not occupying it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's funny. So, like, not all the places that I stay in are tiny, tiny homes or, right. Houses. right. Like, I still do work in some bigger cabins. Like, this past fall, I stayed in a, 10 bedroom house and it was mad mm. and it was so how's the switch for you horrible <laughs> it's really 
I mean, I there is no allure for me to unnecessarily big houses. But that's not to say, like, obviously, when I was a big business guy, I was like, I'm going to have a mansion. Yeah, I'm going to have a huge house. I'm going to have more Right, houses. because, like, you're attributing your success and your value and your self-worth to how much you own. Right. Which is, like, entirely ego. Which is entirely ego. And think about how much toxic action and how many horrible things are done in the world because of the ego. Right. Just... You know, it's just like a money grab. Like people want power and they want things that they think everyone wants. And it's just, it's a vicious. For what, you know, like for what? I mean, it's funny because I can imagine, let's say you've stayed in this beautiful 400 square foot place. I'm just an arbitrary number. And then you go to this 10 bedroom. I like, I catch myself just shaking my head. (laughs) Like, I mean, I had to do a full tour of the house just to like, Make sure there wasn't anyone hiding in there. Like, and I feel like I, I probably still didn't even see all the um, But I mean, I do oh, understand, right. like, you know, there's bigger families and there's places where people want to get together. And I respect that. But mm. like, and, and that's exactly what that was. You know, it was like right next to a ski mountain. Like that home was for a very specific, you know, like bachelorette party, right. something like that, which I totally get. Um, and for that sense, it, it serves its purpose really well, but for people like I drive, I've been driving past this one house um, in my hometown that mind you is already probably like a 3,500 square foot home, like five mm. bedrooms, and they just like practically mm. doubled the size, but they didn't add on. Well, they did like they added on, like they pretty much like took it, duplicated it and put it right next to each other. And connected it. But the thing is wow. every time I've driven by, there's like, one car, maybe two cars in the driveway. Right. It's like, like, like why? Like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Very interesting. I mean, and yes, I get it that, you know, certain circumstances call for bigger, bigger dwellings. And I know, I know I'm not condoning, like you have to live in a tiny home. Like that's not what I'm saying, but I'm saying to maybe be a little bit more self-aware of what's really important to you and your surroundings and, and who is important. And that, you know, that extra, set of you know china plates is not really that big of a deal um being intentional with living that's like one thing like over the past year two years is that i've really kind of thought more and more on is just being intentional in every kind of aspect of life and when you do that i love that yeah when you just start thinking of like how i mean every action and thought that you have has repercussions and you just actually start being more deliberate with your living mm-hmm. and it changes things and opens your mind up a little bit. I like that. I'm going to title the episode intentional living. Mm. That's great. Um, and yeah, when you're a little bit more deliberate, it's, it, there's a good saying it's when, um, when you change the way you look at things, mm-hmm. the things you look at change. Yeah. Um, and I love that. And I think it really comes down to being very self-aware. So however you do that, whether it's meditation or like just spending time in nature, maybe your weekly assignment, your weekly homework is to just intentionally be more self-aware and, and really cue in on the thoughts and and emotions you're having and what's important to you. I think that's a good exercise that you brought up. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure taking like a week off of Instagram kind of helps with that. Oh, I love it. I'm loving it, man. Yeah. Even like myself. And that's one thing that I, I, I catch myself a lot being like, Oh, this is my work. Like I'm allowed to be on Instagram when it's like, yeah, I'm working. I'm just scrolling. It's like unnecessary. Like, it's just yeah it's tough though it's it's definitely tough to kind of break that it's just like a little just um, yeah phone i'm gonna open instagram and i'm gonna scroll for 
two minutes, I'm going to close it. Five minutes later, I'm going to do the same thing. Oh, it adds up, man. Yeah. And like, in, for people who who don't know, I'm on an, a week long Instagram hiatus just to you know get more shit done and stop feeling so overwhelmed and obligated to be on it. Right. Um, I'm on day four. Super easy, man. Like my biggest fear is not wanting to come back. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And because I've invested so much of my time and my life into it and building my portfolio. I will come back, but like, I always, I'm just like almost at that point where I'm, I know it's only been four days, but I'm like, hmm, I'm really, this is not really adding. I, I don't feel like I'm missing something. Mm-hmm. You know, I really don't feel like there's any void, but the one thing, if I had to pick something that I'm missing that's like entered my mind a couple of times mm-hmm. is not being able to connect with people, right? That's- which is really opened. You know, we talk about intent and, and being self-aware a couple minutes ago, and that's really I made a note of that, how important that is. Like this is a social network tool mm-hmm. so that you can improve your life and other people's lives through communication and becoming closer to other people. And that's really important for me, but that's how my, my thing's going just to kind of wrap up what we were talking about. Um, so I want to talk about your maybe not we don't have to talk about your recent giveaway but just giveaways in general on instagram you mentioned earlier in the episode how instagram's a word the algorithm used to be much more friendly for user growth um mm-hmm. that's not the case anymore you're lucky if 15 percent of your audience sees your post if you're my opinion benchmarking 10 percent, anything better than that's great right um so you recently i'm, I'm more now of the opinion that the best way to grow on Instagram in terms of followers and full disclaimer, we mentioned on the show, followers are not self-worth, they're not value, but they open doors and they open up opportunities because impressions and reach in the uh, commercial world is important to everyone because at the end of the day, these businesses and, and things are, that you're reaching out to are trying to sell things. Um, but so I really think giveaways are important for your growth on, on social media and I was just curious as to where your thought process, if you agreed with that and kind of how you're going to be approaching um, giveaways and growth like that. Maybe give us like a little bit of insight what you're up to with your current contest. Has it ended? Yeah, it did. It ended, um, let's say Thursday. It ended Sunday, I believe. Um, So yeah, so I did. Yeah, give us the 101. Right. I actually ended up doing three giveaways. Um, So I I mentioned earlier in the the podcast that I did... um, a campaign with Airbnb and right. they paid me in Airbnb credits. Um, we actually ended up doing two campaigns together. So I had a lot of Airbnb credits and like I said, I'd already stayed in a multi, like I've stayed in my fair share of awesome places. Right. And, you know, it was like the holiday season that was coming up and I knew that I personally didn't need that much Airbnb credit. So I thought a really cool way to not only give back and like, give other people the chance to kind of feel the feelings that I've been able to through Airbnb stays. Um, right. It was like, it was like a win-win. Like I was feeling good about myself being able to kind of give that joy and feeling to someone else, but it also allowed me to gain, to like kind of grow my audience in a pretty natural way. Um, Mm. like I'm fortunate enough that I was able to give away, something like an airbnb gift card like that um but it was it was interesting so i did three giveaways i did one just by myself um and i did a second one with a cabin account that had half a million followers and then i did the third one with a like 
Wanderlust um, account that had collective, like, right? Yeah, Wanderlust yeah. collective. Yeah, that has like a million followers. Um, mm. And it was interesting. the The first giveaway I did that was by myself did phenomenal. I had maybe like three thousand entries, something like that. Gained mm. cl- close to like a thousand followers. Um, nice. And the same one for the the um, the cabin account giveaway, which I thought was interesting because you know you figure if you're going to do something like you that, would figure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the Wonderlust. So you were thinking it'd be a lot more for the cabin one. Right. And I mean, it still right. grew like a thousand followers, which is to see a thousand follower growth in like a one, two day period is unheard of in a, any other situation. Right. Um, and then the Wonderlust Collective one did really well too, because they have, I mean, double the following of half a million. So it was, right. it was good too. And it's just, like you said, it's hard to grow naturally. And obviously, if you're putting out good work, you might not grow. I took a trip to um to Costa Rica at the beginning of 2020, right before COVID. And mm-hmm. obviously when I was down there, I was not posting cabins at all. Um, but I was posting like wildlife and like fine art and landscape pictures that were some of my favorite pictures that I'd ever taken. And they probably tanked, right? Because your audience. Horrible. And I lost like almost 2,000 followers in two months down there. Wow. So, yeah. That's well, shitty being in that box as an artist. It is. And like, and I understand it though, because, you know, I kind of put myself into that box though, as someone right. who posts, you know, predominantly cabins and tiny homes. So I understood. And obviously, like you said, followers does not correlate to worth. And I understood that. Um, but it just kind of mm-hmm. made me that my audience on here is to, you know, they're, they're on my page to see unique places and tiny homes and treehouses like that. Um, right. Which I absolutely and you can't convince people who are there for something, you know, it'd be like, here's the analogy I use. It's like, just because let's say you're an amazing hockey player and you have, and you're, and you have everyone fill a stadium. They're there to watch you play hockey. And then you come out dribbling a basketball. Like people will be like, this is what, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you're, but you're there on the court or the floor being like, guys, I'm good at other things too. Yeah. You know? And then it's so frustrating as everybody starts heading for the exit doors. Yeah. But, yeah. It's just something you got to deal with, right? And maybe I've mentioned it before is like starting another account. Right. You got options. You got options to start another account. Mm-hmm. You could not post them. You could story them or you could not give a shit, which is my favorite one. Right. Exactly. I mean, yeah. And that's honestly kind of the point that I'm at. Like I'm posting obviously still cabins and tree houses and tiny homes, but I'm posting the pictures that I want to post because I like them. Like I'm not like I try and keep a pattern on my feed, but I've started trying to post reels more and kind of just trying to figure out the Instagram game a little bit. But at the end of the day, I'm posting what I want when I want because I want to. Um, right. And I think that's important because, I mean, we shouldn't let an app dictate our lives. or our No, and that's exactly why I left it for a week, right. just to see what that felt like after being in it for years. Definitely. Yeah. Because I had never taken a break, like a forced one. Mm-hmm. Um, so let me ask you this. I'll tangent from the giveaway. That's that's my bad. But yeah, go ahead. No, it's, that's fine. This entire series is, is tangents. And I think that's what people like is because we get deeper in other topics. But um, let me ask you this rapid fire question. Mm-hmm. If you had to pick one, you have to really consider your... Actually, no, I'm not going to revise this. You don't have to pick one. But you have to give me a pro and con to each one. Instagram and TikTok. Hmm, okay. All right. All right. I got this. Instagram pro. We, you mentioned this earlier, the social aspect of it. I mean, right. 
I have made, I have some friends that I've, you know, met through Instagram that I've never met in real life that I would consider close friends. And then I've also met people through Instagram and then in real life because of Instagram that are some of my closest friends now. And, Mm. and so for that reason, that is probably the biggest pro to Instagram is that I've just like the connection aspect of it. Um, and then the con to Instagram is the, the constant comparison that mm. is every time you open the app, if you're <laughs> any sort of creative, anytime you open the app, even if you don't intend to, it is just a subconscious comparison to every picture you see. Yeah. And I think that's just absolutely draining and unhealthy. Um, Very much so. Glad so, you said it. Yeah. So that's my con for Instagram. Um, my pro for TikTok would be the the a word the algorithm it is i mean mm. I, I just started posting consistently with it like this past month and i've gained probably like four five thousand followers and wow. yeah the growth and like like i said i've been getting like hundreds of thousands of views on some videos it's what's your posting strategy like how many times a week did you are you building content in real time or have you built up like you spent a month or however long building it up so that you didn't have to rely on going out yeah, no, I'm not at that point yet. I'm at the point of still kind of making the video as like when I want to post it, um, which mm-hmm. is like that's exhausting as well. Um, yeah. But I'm finding like for me, definitely follow, like I, I looked at the analytics and post at the time where, which I don't do for Instagram at all anymore. Where do you find that? I, so I am, I'm of the mindset where I'm going to build content and I'm going to go into TikTok because I know it's something I need to be on as much. I can't fight it. Mm-hmm. Especially it. if I want to, you fought it for so long. Yeah. I was like, cause like I have two younger sisters and they both have that. And I'm like, I want to, yeah. And I mean, I know a lot of people who get lost in it right. and no offense to them. I know like how social media is built. It's meant to be addicting. Yep. And like, if it brings you happiness, whatever, okay. um, I'm all for that. But uh, yeah, I, I just saw it as like one of those like maybe I'm getting too old. Like those younger kids. I'm 22, like, and I still feel that. Like I'm on the seven. I'm like, yeah. I feel kind of old here, but there's like a whole millennial and older generation on it. So I feel. Better. Are you? Are you? Is it beneficial to be on it? Yes or no? As a grow as growth for a photographer. Yes, because yes, absolutely. Because and I've noticed this with some of my videos that I've hit and like done well. Like I'll go on TikTok. And see that it's gone up like 2,000 views in like a couple minutes. And then I'll go mm-hmm. on Instagram and I'll see like 40, 50 new follows. Cause like you really, that was my next question. So there is a correlation. Definitely. Which I didn't think there was, at first, but I've seen it firsthand. Um, and that for me, cause like TikTok itself does pay you when you hit like a certain threshold. I'm not at that threshold really? yet. Yeah. Similar with YouTube. Um, oh, cool. Yeah. So that's, that's a motivation motivational aspect for me is to kind of get to that point. Um, but then like seeing the growth come in through Instagram from TikTok is also pretty, pretty motivating as well. Right. I know a lot of people who are, you know, doing well on TikTok and it seems to be their Instagram's going up at a positive correlation, like Ben Scar, who will be on next week. Um, oh, he'll be doing the, yeah. But you know, Ben, yeah, he's yeah. doing once a month. We do answering listener questions with previous guests where they come back on and their followers ask questions. So Ben will be on after you, um, for the month of February's edition. So cool. But I mean, he was killing it on TikTok as well. And Instagram. That kid is. So and, yeah. Ben's amazing. Wow. We shout out Ben all the time. He's, he should have his, you know, 
he should just take over the show. Um, no, but I love to hear that there's a crossover because I'm from the place of, I know like nothing about, I kind of, I generally know what it's about, but mm-hmm. I'm interested in it. So I'm going to do my best to start harvesting content. This is a term from an episode with Alan Pullman at Alftown way, way back ago, where he talks about how he likes to go out and harvest content. So he'll just go shoot a ton of stuff, ton of stuff. And then he can take like a month or two off and not worry. And do his day job or just like whatever he wants. And if he goes out and shoots and shoots more content, great. If not, like he's got no pressure, Mm -hmm. which I love that. Yeah. Because like you said, it can be stressful working on the fly. Definitely. And I mean, like TikTok for me isn't at the point where it's like stressful yet because I guess I'm not making any money at this point. I'm just like more or less like a side hustle. Um, And I tend to keep my videos pretty simple. It's mostly just like either cabin or like road trip life kind of videos where I just kind of throw some stuff into it but i know just from like looking at it and from people that i've talked to on tiktok and instagram is that if you have if you have information that would be beneficial to other people like if you can help teach and you know help people learn things then i think you're going to find success on tiktok i think that it's a huge um plus on tiktok is teaching people stuff Man, that's a great place to end because I'm going to go download the app. I'm going to follow you. I'm going to learn. I'm going to try and get good at it. Ethan, man, thanks for joining me. This was really fun. This was awesome. Yeah. Thank you very much for having me. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to another episode of the Talk for Mindset podcast. Really hope you enjoyed this one and a couple takeaways. I would say go into everything with intent. Be deliberate in everything you do. Maybe develop some self-awareness as your weekly homework. Also, don't underestimate the power of giveaways. It's a great way to grow on Instagram uh, since the algorithm changed years ago. And also, don't sleep on TikTok. I'm going to be downloading it tonight. I'm going to strategize, build up some content, and hopefully get that ball rolling and see it uh, help towards my overall growth as a photographer online. Until next time, guys, go get shooting, go getting, and stay focused. And psycho we're not ending yet if you haven't yet go review and rate the show it helps other people find the show Uh, all this stuff is entirely free for your benefit so if you can let other people in on that that's amazing until next time guys now go get shooting go get editing stay focused